Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I wanted a career in which everything would matter. Because I'm motivated by something bigger than myself. So I joined the CIA. And now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Here, my abilities contribute to our mission. Agency professionals have extraordinary integrity and exceptional talents. And every day, we do work that's incredibly important. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit cia.gov slash careers to learn more and apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Market on Main, 1320 Main Street, Columbia, South Carolina. Appreciate y'all joining us. I'm Wes Mitchell. He is Chris Clark. This is GC Live. We're going to be joined momentarily by my buddy, Laura Goldman. Laura and I have known each other. We're getting old for like a decade now, a decade plus, actually. She covers um, Auburn and Alabama, AL.com. So she's going to join us and talk a little bit about uh, this game from an Auburn perspective. But welcome in. Appreciate you joining us. Appreciate you always bearing with us here on Friday. We're on the road. We are live. Come on out. Uh, come out to lunch. We've had a great lunch. I got a turkey, bacon, avocado sandwich. Chris had the chicken and bacon again. Excellent place for lunch. Excellent place for you to come watch the football game on Saturday if you're not heading on over to williams Price Stadium for the game. South Carolina versus Auburn, Chris. As we said, this is a game coming into the year. You probably don't circle it as a win for South Carolina. I'm still not circling it as a win for South Carolina. I, when I predict them to win these toss-up games, it normally doesn't go well for my prediction uh, stats. Not that we even keep those, but uh, it, it doesn't go well for me. I went against my better judgment last week and predicted South Carolina to beat Missouri. That, of course, didn't happen. But I, I will say this, man. This game is way more winnable for South Carolina coming in than it probably was at the start of the year, honestly, than it probably was three or four weeks ago. And to me, it's going to be about momentum. We'll get into the keys of the game, of course, later on in the show. But here on the surface, it does feel like a game, we keep using that word, that is winnable for South Carolina. It is. In the last two games for South Carolina, you know, Auburn and Clemson to different levels, right? But before the year, before the season, most fans, when they're when their wins and losses, and they're maybe picking in their mind their toss-ups. Auburn and Clemson, probably the majority of people probably have Auburn in that loss category. They just about everybody have the Clemson game and loss. Now all of a sudden you've got you know two opportunities in front of you to you know knock off a couple teams where there's some very interesting storylines. One obviously being the rivalry game, the Auburn game. Plenty of little built-in storylines there too. And to get bowl eligibility at home at night, you know, if you're able to do that. So, pretty cool opportunity. And you're right. I mean, there are some things in South Carolina that Auburn has shown that South Carolina, if they play well, which is the key, uh, can they take advantage? And, and there are some things here. Auburn down to, quote-unquote, their backup quarterback, some injury issues. Um, even look at something like one, you know, one of their defensive linemen who's playing really well, missing 
you know, the first half of this game, do a targeting penalty. Um, there's some things there. Is, is the psyche of this Auburn team damaged a little bit because they gave up 40 points in a row to Mississippi State in a home game and a home loss? We'll see, but can South Carolina take advantage? That That's what I continually go back to. Yeah, we, I think we've asked that all year long. Can South Carolina take advantage of opportunities that are ahead of them? Um, sometimes the answer has been yes against Florida, of course. That's yeah. kind of the outlier right now. But uh, other times, last week, the answer was no. Kentucky week, the answer was no. So we'll see. Talking to Brian Matthews of AuburnSports.com yesterday, he mentioned that several times, that he does not know exactly where the collective – Head, the focus of this Auburn team is right now. Again, coming off that loss last week, I, I watched a decent amount of that game. Auburn felt like they were in complete control. Yeah. And then Mississippi State gets on a roll. Obviously, Mike Leach, he knows offense. He, he found something. And and then, uh, boom, the next thing you know, you're, you're losing at home. And it, it's kind of a, a game that you wonder how much does it carry over. Um, Brian Matthews, told me he's been covering Auburn for 21 years. He's seen a little bit of everything. I think he has a pretty good feel for the pulse of the program. From an Auburn perspective, he seemed pretty concerned about them going into this game. A new quarterback, obviously, that's very familiar to South Carolina fans. And uh, just a situation that's less than ideal for the Tigers. If, if Brian's been, yeah, he has been around a while. If, I didn't realize it was 21 years. He's definitely seen a lot because, as we know, West Auburn is the weirdest yeah, it's a little bit of program in the country with some of the games and the seasons and things that they've had. But, yeah, I mean, look, we've kind of said this every week. Some weeks it's been more of if this happens, like the Georgia game, for instance. You know, you go into Athens, you know that that's got to be a situation where Georgia's going to have to turn the ball over multiple times and you're going to have to take advantage there's other games where, you know, you look at Missouri, there's some certain things that have to happen in that game. You don't do them, and you don't win. You know, like you said, Florida's the outlier. The identity of this South Carolina team has been more in the opposite direction. So a chance to change that narrative uh, this weekend. Auburn's got some some things that they, you know, they've had some issues. So is South Carolina. Chris, you want to let Laura roll in here? Let's, I'm, I, we're going to give Chris some time off. Uh, he's going to go eat. And I think that's going to be the easiest way to do it. That Laura, do you want to do you want to step into the hot seat over here? Uh, no, we, I don't know what you're going to ask. That's okay. You're good. It really is. We're joined by uh, Laura Goldman, a uh, friend of mine since we were both at South Carolina yes. together. Um, you've been covering Auburn and Alabama now. How long? Since um, middle of 2015. So I got the tail end of um, Derrick Henry's, like middle to end of Derrick Henry's Heisman, Heisman run and been – Covering both teams ever since, and you're, yeah, so you've uh, you've seen you've seen a lot between the two programs yes. uh, as far as uh, you know college football playoffs, uh, coaching changes at you know at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you were talking you were talking to me off air about how uh, you know obviously Gus Malzahn was the Auburn head coach for this game last year. Yes, it seems like seems like losing to the Gamecocks. For if you're in a major program, obviously you're not like Bandy or something like that. But if you lose to South Carolina um, and you're in a major SEC program, it can that that, that means bad things may be coming. That was the case with Gus Malzahn. What what was it like, uh, Laura, just covering a, a program like Auburn? What is it like covering a program like Auburn, where it seemed to me like from from the outside 
Auburn always does the opposite of what I expect them to do going into a year. It's like, uh, no one has high expectations during the national title game. Exactly. Then there are high expectations, <laughs> and Auburn does nothing. It's like, I, I feel like there's no real feel. And, and it seemed like Gus Malzahn was kind of on the hot seat for a number of years. They He won enough games against Alabama just, you know, every other year, whatever it was. Um, Alabama seems to have a hard time in Jordan-Hare. Um, you know, they've only won – I don't think they've won at Jordan-Hare since the Derrick Henry season in 2015. Um, so, like, he's had enough of those, like, big wins – that are very meaningful to Auburn fans and, you know, that program um, to where he was able to hold on to his job for a long time, um, you know, and for us at South Carolina, I say us because I'm an alum (laughs) and, you know, they'll always be my team. Um, But their seasons are like, you know, what we would consider, a great season. Yeah, successful season. Yeah. yeah, but I mean they're just it's another world down there and you know, they that's not enough for them. They want more national championships and you know, they've got their rival on the other side of the state who's doing that pretty much every other year, every year. And um, you know, so finally they just I think when South Carolina beat them last year, it, they decided it was it was time. Kind of the the, the last straw for Gus and I really like Gus, um, and I'm really glad that he's having, you know, success and seems to be really enjoying himself down in um, at UCF. Um, so it's been an interesting year trying to see them kind of find their identity. And like you said, and I think Brian said yesterday, they're kind of a schizophrenic <laughs> team. <laughs> yes, yeah, that um, you know, people yeah, around here can relate. A oh bit. well, obviously, and I will say, <laughs> being able to cover. Auburn and Alabama, I'm usually not able to watch South Carolina games. Um, I always have it on my phone. I'm always checking. Um, but I will say my blood pressure has gone down a lot over the last few football seasons, not having to watch some of these roller coasters that we tend to put ourselves on. <laughs> yeah, so um, that, that's got to be interesting. First of all, I, I didn't do a great job of introducing what you do, so I'm going to let you do that. Tell, tell everybody – um, and Laura's been telling me, what are you going to ask me? And I'm like, whatever comes to mind. So I'm not really a beat writer, so I can't – I know a lot about the teams and I can speak on them, but I'm not, like, really an analytical stats person. I'm, I do more of the um, human interest. I do documentaries, long-form features. Um, so AL.com, as I explained to um, a lot of people from South Carolina, which I'm from Greenville, um, born and raised. So AL.com is essentially if the Greenville News, the state, and the Charleston Press Register, that's what's called it, I think. The three of them were to merge online. Um, Post and Courier. Post and Courier. That's the Press Register is Mobile Press Register, which is yep. one of the papers. So it's Birmingham News, Mobile Press Register, and Huntsville Times are all merged together under one umbrella online. So it's where the state of Alabama gets their news. So it's all news, um, but I do sports video for them. So that's anything from highlights, which is what I'm here to get tomorrow at the game. And those highlights go towards pretty much any other type of video we do, whether it's features, whether it's hype videos, whether it's um, analysis, we do um, weekly shows with um, SEC insiders, different people around the SEC that have insight. 
that that sort of thing. So we do. I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I shoot, I edit, produce. Yeah. And uh, and <laughs> Justin King used to be with AL. So yeah, right? so Justin and I have been friends for yeah. Lord. Um, he's a year year behind me. Um, I was 2009. He was 2010. We had lots of mutual friends, and we've just been in touch over the years. Um, and when, long story short, I um, was up in Chicago for a job for a couple years didn't end up being a job that I, I I helped launch a digital sports network called it's now called Stadium. I don't think a lot of people have heard of it. I, I'm, I'm familiar. You yeah. Familiar? Okay. Yeah, well, it was called 120 Sports when I helped launch it. And now it's morphed into another thing. But um, anyway, kind of not. I loved Chicago, but it was not really a the job didn't end up being what I wanted it to be. And so I was talking to Justin because I had seen some of the stuff he had been putting out um, recently. He had done a piece on Bruce Pearl, um, which is really good. And I've always wanted to, in college, I would tell our professors I wanted to be Tom Rinaldi. Like, that was my goal. So um, Justin had started doing some really cool stuff. Um, and I, you know, called him up and was like, hey, dude, like, I saw your stuff. That's really cool. So he was like, hey, we're starting up a video team down here in Alabama. Do you want to come down to Alabama? And I was like, no. <laughs> but, you know, I I talked to his boss at the time, um, who became and became my boss. But um, they convinced me to come down and cover to, you know, powerhouse SEC schools, which is my background in the first place. Um, and, you know, it has paid off because I've covered some really cool stuff. It's, yeah, you, you've seen some great games. You've yeah, had great experiences, I'm sure. It is not lost on uh, me. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the golden era of like Alabama football that I'm covering, which yeah, and it, it struck me. You said earlier Auburn fans have to deal with Alabama winning yes. to the rate that they have right now, and, and South we, Carolina we can fans. Relate. <laughs> yeah, South Carolina fans are relating to that. Um, That's another it, thing, Wes. Covering Alabama in the playoffs. You know what that also means. That you're covering Clemson. I got right? to cover yes. Clemson. Yeah, yes. I feel like, you know, some somebody up there is playing a, a funny joke on me because the number of Dabo Sweeney press conferences I've been You've been, been at them, I've like, been every year the last is... <laughs> last few years. Yeah, but anyway. So um, what what is the difference in the mindset of Auburn's fan base when you're dealing with them versus Alabama's fan base? Is, is it a distinct difference? Yeah. It's so Auburn is very family oriented. Um, they're just they call it, they're the Auburn family. I mean, it's just a very I don't know how to put it. Like just they're very like close knit. Like they just are always they're just very family oriented. I don't know how else to put it. Um, you know, and Alabama is more business 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 the process the process exactly and it's like they're they're a lot more i don't want to say auburn's not serious about football because they absolutely are but it's more um i don't want to say laid back either it's hard to explain but alabama is just more of a like let's get down to business let's win these football games um that type of thing and you know auburn is just it's like it's almost a little bit more laid back mm -hmm. um, atmosphere when you're down there. It's, I mean, they're two very cool atmospheres. Um, just different. Kind of like us in Clemson. You you said you're going to be shooting some highlights tomorrow. Yes. 
you'll you'll of course be focused on Auburn highlights, I'm sure. Yes. But uh, which side do you think will have more highlights in the game of Auburn? That's a good question. Um, what what can you tell us about this Auburn team? Like what we're not going to ask you specific questions. I'm going to give you the floor. What what's your number one observation? from this Auburn team this year? You just don't know. And now that Bo is out, I can't really say this anymore, but from week to week, it was like you just didn't know which Bo you were going to get. Mm-hmm. Bo could either be, look like, you know, he's going to go to the NFL and be an amazing, you know, pro quarterback one day, or, you know, he could completely just look awful. Um, like he did but, here a year ago. Correct. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, now that's not a factor, so... Um, you know, also like Auburn historically has been just a running back heavy program. Yeah. Um, and that's just, they haven't been able to get that going this year. Um, and they have some good backs like Tank Bixby, obviously. Amazing. Um, and they have a couple other guys that have, you know, are in the mix, but it just, they haven't been able to get that going this year. And, um, you know, one thing I will say about TJ Finley is the George State game when he came in, um, when Bo was struggling in that game, it was a very close game. Um, Georgia State was winning that game, yes. right? They, I think, yeah, I think so. It's, yeah. it's been like a couple months at this point. Yeah, they, they were. Um, the team loves him. Like, watching the bench when TJ went in the game, they were lit. Like, they, the boys on the bench were just, like, going nuts. And, I mean, the fans are really excited for him to go in, too. So, I mean, and it also just kind of, you know, it kind of scares me because of what happened last year against LSU. So, I mean, but you, again, we have film from last year. South Carolina has film from last year. Um, that they can watch, they can see what they did wrong. Um, you know, we have film on him, whereas last year they didn't. So I think that's a that's a positive. Um, but you know, I just it's really hard to say. I mean, I don't think anybody really knows. It. I mean, it's a very winnable game for South Carolina, and I mean, it's also a winnable game for Auburn. It just depends on who who steps up. But I do think, and I was really excited when. They, were, they announced that it was um, a night game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I knew Williams Price was going to be, you know, especially after that Florida game, that we're, yeah, people are going to show out and it's going to be a party in there, and at least until <laughs> something bad happens. <laughs> well, and I th- it's it's going to be a tough environment for Auburn. I, I think that is the key. The, the, the Florida game, South Carolina had a couple of good things happen early. Fan base was able to stay in that game. Kids were building off you know, building from that energy, yeah. then the fans were feeding off of that. It, it's sort of, it's a snowball effect. You know, a, a home field crowd can be a snowball effect or when things go bad early, it can just be kind of like this, just kind of people sit down and it's almost like you can feel, yeah. you can literally feel the energy zapped wow. out of a place. And it's just like, just, so. If, if it can be so loud to where they can't hear the calls, I mean, that's going to affect the game. So it's like everybody needs to show up and be as loud as possible because, I mean, I've watched games where the crowd has literally at Texas A&M a couple weeks ago. I was in College Station with Auburn. And, like, I mean, there were a couple times where Bo just, like, couldn't hear. Mm -hmm. They couldn't hear him um, because they were really loud. So, I mean, it's going to affect 
definitely, I think, in South Carolina's favor, at least early on, if the fans can establish, you know, yeah. some, some loud atmosphere and they can get some, you know, good things going early. Um, we have a chance. <laughs> so, so Brian uh, Matthews yesterday, uh, I mentioned this earlier in the show, was talking about the mindset of, of Auburn's team right now yeah. and how disappointing that loss was for them last oh week. Oh my gosh, um, I was there for that too. And it was, yeah, I, I bet. I bet it's one of those things where the air just goes out of the stadium uh, late. What What do you? I mean, I I don't think Auburn's going to be looking ahead to Alabama. Like I think no. if they. I think if they had won, they had won last week. Yeah, if they absolutely. had won, you know, if they were um, on a, a winning streak, maybe. this would have been a trap game, maybe for them. But now it's kind of a different. It's not a trap game. It's a different type of kind of like. Well, I mean, if they had won last week, it yeah. would have been kind of a trap game yeah. if they had been looking ahead. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You I know agree. What I mean? Yeah, I, I think it would have been. Now it's kind of like. No, they have to win. It's kind of like, but it's kind of like, it. What else are you playing for? That that was something with Florida when they came in. What else is Florida playing for? If you come in with championship aspirations. Um, and then that's kind of gone. Right. Are are you still are you still dialed in? You know, and I. So do you, do you buy into the fact, or do you buy into not a fact, buy into the idea that Auburn could come into this game a little bit flat because of that, or do you think, you know, does does DJ Finley getting an opportunity to start as much as they like this kid? Brian was talking about. He's like, man, I just really love this kid. He's like, he's yeah. just very likable. In the locker room loves him. Yeah. Does that maybe? The locker room loves him. I, I think that maybe takes. Takes that, out the whole idea of them just coming out flat. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that that happens. Well, that and like honestly, I mean, they're on a similar in a similar situation that South Carolina is having a brand new coach who you know is trying to establish something and build on something. Um, you know, so like I think these guys really want to come out for you know not only their new coach and their coaching staff and you know show like we are going to turn this around. And, you know, but they also want to come out and play hard for their guy, for TJ. Um, I don't think that they're going to, you know, just be like, oh, we're done. Like, no, they have something to prove now, and they've got to build on it. Otherwise, like, why did they make a coaching change? Yeah. Why did they, you know, flip everything around and try, you know, that would be dumb for them to just come out flat and give up. But. It, it's a big game. It's a big game for Brian Harson. I feel like it, it is it early. Really, no, it is, is early in his tenure. So that, I'm not talking about like from a hot seat. You know, people are no, going to start. No, no, but just from the but establishing. Yeah, the general vibe. Just like it was huge for Shane Beamer to beat Florida. That that was massive for yeah. him well, to to find that win. You know, Arkansas. They beat Arkansas pretty soundly. Mm-hmm. Auburn did, um, which I don't think anybody really expected, um, because Arkansas was. I mean, there's. I don't think they're as good as people thought they were going to be, but yeah. I mean, they were pretty highly ranked, if I remember correctly, at the yeah. beginning of the season. Um, so that was, a, you know, a big win for him. Um, Ole Miss. Yeah. Like. Huge win for him. Ole Miss is Ole Miss is good. I feel no, like. they really are. They, they are that really was, good. That was a surprise to me, actually. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah. I just don't know. I mean, both both coaches have these like signature wins, if you will. At least, you know. I mean, we've seen kind of how this was done, but that was that was an awesome win, and and they needed 
Oh my gosh. I was, I was actually watching it in college station after the Auburn game. I went to um, walk-ons and in college station to catch the, the Alabama LSU game, which is on every freaking TV in there because all the Texas A&M fans are watching cheering for LSU because obviously they beat Alabama this year and they won them in the West. (laughs) Not going to happen anymore. Um, I, there was one TV with the South Carolina game on it. And I'm, I'm, like, surpri- I'm surprised I, there were that many. One? Yeah, well, it's like Nation. one of those, like, Buffalo Wild, you know, like, yeah. all the TVs. They got every game. And I'm, like, sitting there craning my neck, like, trying to watch. And even though we were up, like, 20 points, like, at that, yeah. at that point, it was like, I want to watch this win. I want to see Shane. Like, I want to see this. This is so exciting. My mom's, like, texting me, like, oh, Shane. Great great moment for him. <laughs> yeah. Great moment for his family yeah. on the great. sideline. It was um, so good. So, I'm, I'm so happy about that. And, We'll, we'll, so we'll see what what comes tomorrow time. Yeah. Um, Thanks for tell, having me. Tell them how uh, how they can watch. Your, I, I assume it's going to be mostly Auburn highlights, but tell it tell will, them how but... uh, tell them how they can find your work. Um. Well, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Good as Goldman. Um, I usually post all my stuff. Um, or if you go to YouTube, um, you can type in Al Al like the state Alabama al.com and you can either type um tide or tigers depending on which content you want to see but we've got a lot of good um good future content and that sort of thing that if you're just a genuine college football fan we've got a lot of good stuff just on um we've had we have a um a series called road to the pros that my 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 colleague wes (laughs) has actually um spearheaded yeah and um it follows guys from both teams as they go to the NFL draft. So, you know, guys that are now in the NFL, we kind of follow them through their journey there. So it's stuff like that. That's just, you know, if you're a college football fan, like watch our stuff. Yeah. Go check that out. It's pretty good. (laughs) YouTube.com slash tigers or slash. Just type in al.com tigers or al.com tigers. There it is. All right. That's the way to do it. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Laura, we appreciate it. Yeah. And by the way, if you want some lunch, uh, get some. It's on Gamecock Me Central. Too. This place is um, really cool. I haven't yeah, tell, seen it before. Come on out, Market on Main. Yeah. We'll let Chris slide Love back in here. here no, it's it's big screen the biggest, right here in front of the us. biggest screen <laughs> the biggest you've screen. ever seen. It's amazing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, we are again live, Market on Main. I'm gonna tell them about our sponsors yeah, while while they're getting traded out. Uh, this is presented by our buddy Clint Hammond. ClintHammond.com. Our presenting sponsor every single day. Uh, Clint is the man. Uh, Chris, get your slide back in. So, uh, your food good? Let you take a little break. Food was awesome. Food was great. And so, let, let's get into the keys to victory here, man. Uh, you, by the way, are you? You asked me off air. Are you going to predict South? Game. Have you oh, that's my prediction. I made the giveaway. Yeah. I put it on our website, which we have one. Just, you know, go ahead and throw that out. Game Tyson's what I come. Um, I will spoil mine. Um, I'm picking Auburn by three. Uh, I think 27 24, I think, is what I picked. That'll be in the game they got tomorrow. You can see a little bit more of my reasoning beyond what we're talking about today. Uh, I, I foresee a close one. Fourth quarter game. For me, Wes, I, I think. Did, did you title this show like Broken Record or something? I can. I can make it that. Go, re- go change it. This is the show where Chris repeats himself every That's Friday. I mean, you know, I, I go back to it, though. You know, South Carolina has not shown the ability this year to take advantage. Right? So, it is a home game. There are some 
some things that I think they can take advantage of against Auburn, but overall this team has not shown enough in non-Florida games this year against <laughs> against good competition. You know, they've not shown that ability to finish a game, and so they could, right? I think it's you know close game, but making the pick, that's my pick. I'll stick with it. So maybe after the Florida game, Carolina gets a little – Maybe a little too much credit for that win. Yeah. Are we are we at the point now where it's reversed back and people are giving Carolina not enough credit for the Florida game? I mean, they still went out. They still went out and played well in the game. They still took advantage of Florida. Maybe not being did, was Florida broken or did South Carolina break Florida? You know, like they South Carolina made the plays in the game. South Carolina's defense played a great game. Florida, you know, the narrative right now is that Florida has quit. Florida scored 70 points last week. <laughs> they may have quit on defense. They may have quit on defense, but dude, you score 70, you score 70 points. Maybe the offense didn't have to try that hard or something. No, it, I, the way I'm looking at the Florida game now, like retrospect, I think they came in wounded. South Carolina finished the job. So by the end of that game, they were done, right? And and I think that kind of finished off probably really the rest of their season. You know, uh, it was that. But I mean, South Carolina played well. Give them credit. They didn't. They did some things that uh, you can do against bad teams. Like, like they avoided turnovers. You know, yeah. they, they didn't turn the ball over. They took care of the ball. They made plays. They showed fire. Um, against Missouri, there were just too many critical mistakes. Like that's the thing that we saw on the road, to where South Carolina doesn't have those. It's probably a different ball game. Or South Carolina makes one more play or avoids one more critical mistake. They play very poorly and they still win that game, but they didn't, you know. So, I, I think it's, it's somewhere in between, like you said. Don't don't say the Floridian game was completely meaningless. And it, there was nothing to it. I don't think you go there. You also don't say South Carolina beat an elite team that night. They didn't. Yeah, I think it, it started to sort of twist back towards like, well, it's just Florida. It's just, well, they they did still execute. So I, I think um, if they if they play the game they did against Florida. Tomorrow night, they got a great chance to win. Great chance to win. Uh, you know, now that's that's a big if. And I think the single – I was trying to think of who is the key to this game. And on South Carolina's side, it's Jason Brown. Yeah. It's got to be Jason it Brown. Is. I I think – and I'm, I may be a little bit biased now because he joined us on the show on Monday. Uh, so, I'm, I'm admitting my bias. But I think he has a big game on Saturday because I think this is when he adjusts to the defenses that – have it now adjusted to him. You go out first game against Florida, there's no real film on you. You know, did, did Florida go back and watch film of him at St. Francis? They probably did, but you don't maybe get a sense of exactly what he brings to the, the table as a quarterback. We saw very clearly, Shane Beamer said it, Mark Satterfield said it, Jason Brown himself has said it, that there was an adjustment from how Missouri played Jason Brown versus how Florida played Jason Brown. They were playing, they were, they were reacting to his tendencies. And some of those tendencies uh, we found out were, were pretty obvious. I think we didn't maybe realize when he did the back spin move against Florida that that was going to be one of his go-to signature moves. But he did go to it quite a few times against Missouri, and they reacted to it. Well, now you're Jason Brown. You get the opportunity to adjust yourself to what teams are going to do against you. I personally am expecting Jason Brown to have a really good day tomorrow night. And I think looking at what he did against Florida, if you look at the PFF uh, numbers, 
zero interceptable passes. So that's not just that you didn't throw interceptions and that, you know, sometimes that can just be because the opponent dropped a few of them. But as a quarterback, if they were interceptable, that's not a recipe for success long-term. You look at the Missouri game, put the ball in danger quite a bit more than he did against Florida. Also, um, some of those didn't even get counted because of, of, of penalties on Missouri. But to me, if he can continue to limit like he did against Florida, the interceptable passes while still giving that big playability, we saw it to Josh Van several times against Florida. We saw it to Josh Van on a touchdown pass late in the first half against Missouri. To me, that is the key. When Jason Brown can do those things, that's when he adds an element to the offense that was not there before. Yeah, and he and he's capable of doing that. We've seen, you know, we've joked about the Jason Brown experience and all that. We now have two games of it, and we've seen both sides of that. Against Florida, it was basically completely positive. You said zero interceptable passes. That was one of my big takeaways in that game, just watching it live and even after the game. Went, Jason Brown did a phenomenal job of taking care of the ball. There was only one pass that I thought was even close to putting the ball in danger. And obviously, PFF graded that. As, they disagreed with They it. disagreed. That's in 24 throws. That's, and that's great. So, then then you go, and he's stepping up in the pocket. You know, he's he's limiting. You know, he's just being smart and savvy in the pocket. Against Missouri, for whatever reason, some of it was schematically what Missouri was doing. Maybe it was the road game. Who knows? But we saw a little bit more of that negative side of some of his tendencies to not take care of the ball as well. And so that is the key for him because South Carolina has had issues turning the ball over this year. So a lot of that is going to naturally go on the quarterback. Um, they've had issues with not creating explosive plays. Jason Brown can do that. So that is – it's easy to go into every game and say quarterback play is critical. It is. That's an easy key to the game for any football game ever. But in this one particularly, with South Carolina's situation, it's even more so. Well, and some of it is just um... – these guys aren't robots. Like they are human beings, yeah. so there's going to be uh, a window. Uh, you know, sometimes you're going to play well, sometimes you're going to not play so well. Uh, the, the key is to limit the, the times you don't play well, and, and to kind of find that baseline of what you're going to be as a player. I, I also wonder the first week goes so well, maybe you start to do a little bit more. You start to try to do a little bit more for your team. You start to make a throw. Maybe last, maybe last week it was week. You know, it's week one of your your tenure as the quarterback, you're saying, I'm, I'm going to make sure I don't put the ball in danger. Everything goes well, you're going to start to be like, well, maybe, maybe I can make that throw. Maybe I can fit it in there. Yeah. Or you're losing and you're trying to spark something for your team yeah. late in the game. So all these different dynamics and variables play into it. But when it comes down to it, you, you got to circle JB, you got to circle 15 and say he is the key to this game for South Carolina. Other side, Auburn. What is the key, either a key player or just a key thought on the Tigers if they're going to win this game right over there at Williams-Price Stadium? So if Auburn's going to win, I think they're going to have to do a great job on the line of scrimmage. I think about the offense for Auburn. They've got some offensive line questions. Obviously, we know Tank Bixby's a really good back. Uh, T.J. Finley, you mentioned the other day, Wes, he could just fall forward and get like four yards because he's like 6'18". Yeah. Um, so he's a big guy. They won't run him a lot. He's not Bo Nix, but he's capable. First touchdown last year, uh, LSU on their opening drive, T.J. Finley on the keeper. So he's got a big body short yardage. You can use him. Use him on some keepers sometimes. you got to watch for that. But South Carolina's defensive line is, is a strength of this team. You know, maybe even just overall. 
uh, haven't always played great, but when they played well, they've given this team and this defense a chance to be successful. So I think limiting Auburn in the run game, which they're going to want to do, staying disciplined with some of the eye candy that they're going to see from Harson and Mike Bobo, um, and also finding a way to affect T.J. Finley. If Auburn is in second three all day, it's going to be a very long day or long night. So early downs, you got to make some things happen, make T.J. Finley uncomfortable. You know, here's the thing about T.J. Finley. He, you know, like you say, 6'7", 245, 247. He's, he's way up there. Massive kid. He may not be what you would necessarily say, oh, it's a dual threat quarterback. He's definitely not a run-first quarterback. But, man, watching watching the way he can move in the pocket is not like he's a statue either. Right, I, right. I think he's one of those guys, some, not just quarterbacks, some players have a knack for like not taking the big hit and, and kind of just wiggling out to where it's more of a glancing blow as opposed to a direct shot. Did you see his touchdown against uh, – Laura and I were talking about earlier, the Georgia State game. Yeah, the yeah. late touchdown against yeah. Georgia State where he really should have been sacked and he, he rolled backwards, made a couple of guys miss, and then flung the ball into the end zone with a couple of other defenders coming in on him. He's not a guy – that you can count on just sitting in there and taking hits either. So, to me, if you have a shot at this guy, you got to get him down. It's not going to be a thing where if you just beat the man in front of you, you're the defensive end, you get a great pass rush, then it's going to be an instant sack. You're going to have to earn getting him on the ground because, A, he's massive, but, B, he can just move around in the pocket pretty well. I think the key, though, you got to just affect him enough because I don't know if he's the most accurate quarterback he's got a massive arm like he can he can make every throw it might be the biggest arm carolina off the top of my head probably the strongest arm carolina has faced this year can you think of anybody off the top of your head he's got a stronger arm one of the strongest arms we've seen carolina play in the last couple of years but he, he can miss too like he, he's not the most accurate kid in the world so you got to affect him you know, not let him get into a rhythm and take advantage i think there will be there'll be opportunities for carolina to get off the field defensively when he misses throws here and there, but you have to be able to take advantage of it. Got to take advantage of it. <clears throat> and so, yeah, that's that's definitely, for me, that's Auburn's key. You know, two keys for Auburn, the way that they play on the line of scrimmage because we saw, you know, Missouri's defensive line gave Carolina fits last year. So both sides for Auburn, line of scrimmage, I think are going to be big because if you're running the ball, if T.J. Finley has time to survey, he, like you said, he can, he can throw the football. This isn't just any backup. He's a really talented kid. So that's an issue. Um, the other thing for Auburn, and this is obvious, this is going to go for both teams. I say this every time it's a closely matched game. I mean, you got to watch the turnover battle. Why did Auburn lose when they came in here last year, turned the ball over too much? And so that's that's going to be a critical factor as well. Yeah, they, they've not been a big deep ball team from what I've seen statistically, but Finley does have a strong enough arm. If their receivers can get deep, he, he can make those throws, and it kind of breaks your defense. Like if you don't get pressure on him, um, it, you're you're gonna you're gonna be able to. Those guys will have time to get open. I feel like, and he actually can stretch the field. You know, most quarterbacks, it's a, you know I hate to bring up bad memories for Carolina fans. It's like facing Trevor Lawrence when if if you're sitting there, if you have five seconds to throw, and a quarterback that can throw the ball 65 yards down the field, eventually the defense gets stretched out to the point that somebody has to be open. So I think that that's gonna that's another reason you have to put pressure on him is because. When the defense keeps getting expanded out, those routes get deeper and deeper down the field. 
a lot of quarterbacks are limited by, oh, I can't throw the ball 65 yards. He can. Yeah. And it look he makes it look easy doing it. So I think that's something to keep an eye on because Carolina has, you know, Auburn hasn't been a deep ball team, but Carolina has given up some deep balls. Actually, the last two games, even though we hadn't seen that most of the year, the last two games, that's been uh, they've been vulnerable to that. So I think that'll be something to watch tomorrow as well. All right, before we get out of here, what else have we not hit this week that needs to be hit on, Chris? Well, uh, one thing, I, this this might be a small thing. Might not. Uh, Andrew Carlson, Auburn's kicker, down with an ACL injury. Fully admit, don't know the thing about whoever might be kicking. Uh, did not get that deep down into the research jar this week, Wes. But Andrew Carlson, really good kicker. He's also out. Carolina's been solid most of the season with special teams. They've even made some big plays. They've been solid. It's another, again, mostly max game. That might be a critical area to watch for. Just noteworthy. Just stuff to tuck away. Auburn, when they come out there, they will be dealing with a backup kicker. Will there be some adventures on that front? Don't know. I, uh, so, Chris, I I looked. Um, stat, stat of the week, stat of the day. This is not from Gamecock Russ, but okay. it can still be the Gamecock Russ. By, yeah. yeah, presented by Gamecock Russ. Who is going to the game tomorrow, by the way. That's awesome. First game he's been to at Williams-Rice Stadium. Uh, Laura, Gamecock Russ is the biggest Gamecock fan, other than Kirk Collinsworth. Yeah, I was going to say, no. <laughs> other than Kirk. No, I know. I other know the than, other than Chris Fulmer, he is one of – he's the most positive. He's one of. He's the most positive Gamecock supporter. Yeah. Those are in, Yes, in, in Gamecock Twitter. Yeah. So – uh, yes. Shout out to Gamecock Russ. This is presented. This is presented by Gamecock Russ, even though he didn't come up with this one. But you know, Carlson had a brother that was kicking for Daniel. Auburn before this Carlson yeah. was kicking. So y'all got to bear with me. This is, this is yeah. This is live. Uh, this is what live streaming does. But the, the, Col- the Colquitt family. Version, yes. Auburn version, or whatever. Is, isn't there another? I think there might be another Carlson. There's either another Carlson or another really good kicker that Auburn has signed. They always have some good kicker. Okay. In Vegas, I believe. Okay. So, when when was the last time that somebody for Auburn attempt a field goal that does not have the last name Carlson? I saw this on Twitter. Um, I'll give credit to the Twitter account Auburn Goldmine. You can guess. Yeah. Do you, you want to guess? You go, you go y'all, y'all throw some guesses I'm gonna, I'm at me. I'm going to say nine, nine years ago. What year are we in? <laughs> 21. So you're saying 2012? Yeah, See, if you say 2012, you're kind of losing the impact of – because I, I wanted people to be yeah, like, like, oh, I'm my gosh, that's so far. Because they were – Daniel was there for four or five years. Anderson says, yeah, I'm going to say nine. Chris? I mean, I was It gonna, wasn't quite nine, but it, I was going to be overly dramatic and, and think that there was, like, another brother. Like, I thought maybe there's a third brother. Yeah. I was going to say, like, 2009 or but something. The, the guy who kicked it is actually a pretty well-known kicker. So the last time that somebody for Auburn kicked a field goal that didn't have the last name Carlson, Cody Parkey, yeah. January 6, 2014. Jeez. Okay, so I was a little off. <laughs> so, yeah, 2014. That that would have been the year that Spurrier have, went for it on fourth down. I have year, never right? covered yes. an Auburn kicker that's not a Carlson. Yeah, so Laura chiming in saying she's worked there for since 2015. Since 2015, yeah, and she's never that's seen wild. a kicker. That's wild. That was not a Carlson. Does Parker White have a brother? 
Carolina needs to look into it. Uh, he is needed. Or uh, an Elliot, yeah, an Elliot Fry. Is there an Elliot Fry cousin out there, maybe somewhere uh, that can take over for Parker? Um, uh, Ryan Suckup's son. Maybe? Yeah, there you go. So Parker's Parker's yeah. getting very close to breaking the all-time record, I believe. I think Parker is going to be like Milton in office space. Like he's just somehow never going to leave. You know, like he's he's going to find a seventh year and an eighth. Like he's just going to stay forever somehow, which would everybody would like that. If that somehow happened. So I just got a I just got a DM, y'all. Uh, I follow this guy on Twitter called uh, Stats of War, and he's one of these analytics guys, and he puts together models on who's going to win the game, kind of like FPI does for okay. ESPN, and ESPN has. Auburn is a pretty clear favorite in the FBI. 70-something, I think. Um, Vegas opened at 10, and I think it's all the way down to six and a half. Is it? Six and a half, seven and a half. It's it's around a touchdown, Uh, depending on when you listen to this. It's a a round of touchdown. But um, so Parker here, that's his name. I don't know his last name. He also works for uh, the Football Outsiders, FBI Outsiders. They, They actually do a really good job. His model is the only one I've seen out there that predicts South Carolina to win the game. Okay. And um, so I sent him a DM and I said, dude, what's up with your model? Like, what, why, why does it feel that way? And I just got back. That's a long response. A big old response. And I'm going to try to give you all a summary of right now. And he says that Auburn's offense is 106th in the country in EPA – per pass, which is expected points uh, expected points average per pass. Um, and they are passing it 52, 52% of the time on first and second downs, which is a whole lot, he says. South Carolina's defense has been really balanced, and most teams have tried to run more against them. Auburn's rush EPA is 35th. Carolina's defense is 51st. On the other side of the ball, South Carolina has been pretty balanced, and Auburn's defense, according to his model, has been very underwhelming. Keys to Parker for South Carolina offense will be to continue to have good field position. South Carolina actually has been pretty good in the field position game this year. Auburn is really bad on early downs and allows quality possessions at a really high rate. That's another stat I didn't know about. But basically, I believe that means a quality possession is you're staying on the field a little bit offensively as opposed to a three and out. Auburn is 116th in the nation in quality possessions for their opponent. So his model believes that South Carolina's defense will be sufficient enough to frustrate what has been and a below average Auburn offense and that the Gamecocks defense, the Gamecocks offense will be able to keep up to them because of that, um, even if they are forced to kick field goals instead of touchdowns. So his model, shout out to Parker. Um, That's the reasons. Like what that. what do you what do you think about that? <laughs> what an open-ended question. What do you think about that? Um everybody stopped talking on I'm here, like by it. the way. I think I think they tuned out. They, fro- they just their brain froze, I think. The EPA? Wow. That is a thing. Oh, I know, I've seen it. Just EPA. There's a lot of stats in there. No, I mean I, I think is it expected I, I don't points know. average? I don't know. I've seen it. I don't know what it stands for. Environmental Protection Agency. Um the <laughs> You know, he, he we need to get our producer. Producer, look that up. Uh, yeah. Let me know. He mentioned South Carolina's offense being balanced. I, 
you know, but I, I get balance. I, I worry more about production, you know, kind of when yeah. you look at that. Um, and, you know, Auburn's offense may, may have a different look this week with TJ Finley. You know, most, most of, almost everything we've seen this season has been Bo Nix. Bo Nix has been responsible for a lot of bad Bo plays. Like, what was that? And also some good Bo plays. So, I don't know. With TJ Finley at the helm, it's kind of a, a different animal. The, mo- the model probably does not account for that. He could blow up the animal, yeah. Yes. Yeah. By the way, does, uh, is Bo Nix a Bojangles student athlete? Like, yeah, he is. I think, well, no, not, no, no, no. Is, is there Bojangles in Alabama? There is. I, actually, I think he does Milo's. I saw he did. He has a Milo. He was one of the first. I don't. He had a Milo's, uh, Milo's sweet tea, right? Yeah. Milo's sweet tea ad was one of the first I saw from a yeah, student athlete in the SEC. But I don't think. Bo how is he not a Bo? Bo oh, that is a huge, I could be wrong, huge missed opportunity. Call Mike, Eva. Yeah, call Mike. He'll get it set up. Um, surprised Mike hadn't popped up around here today. But uh, all right, y'all, that's going to do it for the show. Uh, we have gone on and on about DMs and tweets and random stats enough. Uh, appreciate Market on Main for hosting us here every single Friday. Appreciate Laura for joining us and sharing some insight on Auburn. Appreciate Clint Hammond, who is our presenting sponsor for every single show, even when we're not. Uh, live out here at Market on Main. Uh, Clint takes care of us every single show. Chris, tell everybody about Dead Soxy and Primal Gourmet, too. Yeah, PrimalGourmetSC.com. Awesome, healthy meal plans, uh, delivery or pickup in Columbia, Charleston. DeadSoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Check out their extensive catalog of men's and women's socks. 25% off with the promo code Cocky. Good job, Chris. Thank you. Give you a B-plus today, man. <laughs> All right, y'all, thank you for joining us. As always, like, review, subscribe. Um, all the podcast platforms, youtube.com slash Gamecock Social. Hit all the buttons, good or bad, just hit the buttons. We're cool with it. Y'all have a great day. Enjoy the game on Saturday. And Chris and I will see you all Monday afternoon, 2 o'clock, with GC Live then. Uh, y'all have a good one. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.